This is Engage Governance, the podcast series from the Chartered Governance Institute, UK and Ireland. In this podcast, I'm talking to Sharon Constancin, CEO of Genius Board, about the role that political awareness plays in the boardroom. Sharon, could you introduce yourself and give us an overview of the themes we're covering today? Today, we are talking about the wise owl, and that is the company secretary within the environment of the board. I'm Sharon Constanson, CEO of Genius Boards, and we spend a lot of time doing board evaluations and witnessing boards um, behaving, delivering, meeting, making decisions. And the wise owl is the one that can pull together disparate parts of the equations, the discussions. Uh, We'd love all our chairmen to be the wise owl, but Often it is the company secretary and, if we're lucky, the senior director as well. So it's how does the wise owl deliver effectiveness is what I would like us to cover today. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, thank you very much. In the context of that introduction, how do you think company secretaries can become better influencing um, their board level peers? I think the... By being knowledgeable, by being wise, by being unemotive, in other words, not throwing your toys around, Mm. uh, being resilient, uh, being agile to the needs of the person you're facing and talking to, the wise owl can influence people to calm, to think logically, get others to listen, um, to allow the conversation to have multiple parts of the debate occurring. And I think that influencing skill of just allowing everybody their space, it's a massive talent to have when you're talking to somebody to actually just keep quiet and listen and make them feel empowered to have the conversation they're trying to share with you. Um, And What a company secretary can do is with this knowledge of understanding people's needs to express themselves in a safe place, it's really useful to help the chair by post a board meeting is doing a sort of autopsy, post-mortem, and discussing with the chair areas where they said or did certain things, how they might improve in future by asking a different question. Mm. One of the things I spend quite a bit of time doing is working with boards and teaching them how to have a conversation, which Mm. sounds really, really Mm. mind-blowing because they're so busy telling, Mm. they're so busy instructing, and they're so busy talking, but nobody's having the conversation. One of the important components of a conversation is to ask questions. Because otherwise, how are you ever going to know from the point of reference you wish to have how the other person is thinking or is referenced relative to the point you've just asked them? Mm. So it's really important to ask and listen. It also provides time to calm. Now, if you are seeing red mist and you are feeling really frustrated with the conversation, to ask even a very simple question gives you time to calm and to listen and to bring that uh, normality back to the context. Mm. So this is where the company secretary can also intervene if things are getting quite heated around the boardroom table, which can happen from time to time. There's nothing Mm. wrong with it, provided it's constructive. 
is actually to interject and to ask the question of one or the other parties that are getting excited. And they can obviously see what the question is because it's the part that everyone's dancing around the handbag over, Mm -hmm. is to ask something quite innocent and that will diffuse the conversation. So they can become very influencing in um, allowing the topic to stay relative to what is important to get to the decision or the outcome that is Mm. needed. So it is important that they are given that voice in the boardroom. They are not the minute taker. Absolutely. And and how do you think they would pr- improve other skills um, like negotiation skills? Um, negotiation skill is actually quite a difficult one because you agree with both parties and you disagree with both parties and you find a way that you will draw both of them towards a centre. Mm. Um And negotiation is about agreeing with somebody so that they feel respected, but saying, have you considered in addition, in complement to your thoughts, Mm. this aspect, rather than another director who might turn around and say, no, I disagree because my point is X. And you Mm. can imagine now you've got two warring parties, whereas the company secretary can bring that exact same point across in a way of working with the individual in a conversation mm. rather than a telling environment around the boardroom. One of the things that I think really gets in the way of conversation is the boardroom table. And mm. I often joke about the boardroom table because when we're standing with a glass of wine in our hand or a cup of tea in our hand and a sandwich in the other, we're actually a lot more decent at having conversations than we are mm. around the table. So we must be mindful that the formality of the environment we're working in causes us in a way to misbehave and Mm. not to be authentic to ourselves and we start posturing and standing on our chairs. Really, that is not what we should be doing. We should be listening, but we all do it because nobody's listening to us. So we all tend to need to fight for our space and do it in these inappropriate manners. So I come back to one of the earlier topics we had in a podcast was around leadership. And Mm -hmm. one of the key, key, key um, capabilities of a chair is to chair the meeting, Mm. which should allow the ability for the conversation to give and take. And for a conversation can in itself be a negotiation. Two directors, Mm. director and executive, non-executive and exec, can actually negotiate their way through a conversation by asking questions, by listening, by countering, and by coming together without anybody saying a word, no chairing is needed mm. if they are behaving in an appropriate manner. But that negotiation can so easily fall down and you might need a third party like the chair or offline the company secretary or even in the meeting the company secretary to be the wise owl for a moment. Mm-hmm. And, and do you think that um, those sorts of skills can help company secretaries to balance um, the different personalities that are on the board? Do they need to bring additional skills um, to that um, target? Yeah. The, the wise owl, can you imagine the strength and the capability of a wise owl in a mm-hmm. nominations committee meeting? We've mm-hmm. got a sh- long list of 10 and we want a short list of three for one role. How are we going to get there? And I see that um, ability at two levels. One, I can see the 10 people and I can Mm -hmm. see what their 
what they look like, their characters, their DNA, their capabilities, um, everything that is the makeup of that individual. I can see those 10. I equally can see what my board looks like and mm. I know where my gaps in the board are. Is there anyone here that's going to fill the gaps? Is it going to complement something I already have? Is it going to add to something I already have? And which of these do I need? So when I'm looking at balance on the board, the ability for a company secretary as a wise owl, who has the ability to see the whole in its behavior, the gaps in it as it is currently, and look at these pieces of the puzzle that I've got and work out which puzzle piece is going to fill the gap I need best without creating World War Three. We have enough of that mm. around us mm. at the moment. So how can we use that um, ability to see through the outward character to the genuine DNA of the individual and how they're going to fit in as a character within this board? You know, are they going to be very egocentric? Are they going to be so humble they never speak? And that is the balance that I believe in the uh, appointment process of the nominations committee, the value gets bought of bringing balance. And is there ever a time when the best thing to say is actually nobody on this long list will do that and we need to, we need to do it again? I've seen that happen once. Um, yeah. And it's, it is so difficult for a chair or a CEO to accept and for the, the um, agent, the headhunter. Yeah to accept that actually nobody fits. And, you know, we've seen it how many times, and I see it not so much in the the non-exec space. You do see it, but that's easier to fix. Mm. But in the CEO space, you end up with, oh, we'll take the last man standing or the one most Mm. convenient or the cheapest or the one most local. And they use completely the wrong filter to bring Mm. in a CEO. And all you've done is set the individual up to fail. And I've seen that time and time again, whether it's an internal Mm. or external appointment. And, you know, sometimes it's best actually not to have a CEO for a moment or not to have a chair for the moment and let somebody take it in rotation for the next two, three months or two, three meetings. It's far better than having to undo what you've done, particularly if it has to happen quite quickly in the case of having to say to a board director, you don't fit. And what we will all try and do is we'll all try and make it work first. We won't see the warning signs. So we'll delay that decision as long as we can until eventually it's it's sort of in our face by then. And somebody else has told you, you better do it. Otherwise, there will be those things that eventually it will be outside of the normal decision making process and becoming more of a big thing. Uh, that is then got all the emotion and the reputational risk and damage that could go around it. So it really is important to make that first decision right and mm. spend more time on it and start start again. If it takes you another three months, it's better than three years. Mm. And I think something else that in terms of balanced boards and boards that are fit for the current times um there's an also, also some thinking that it's important to make sure that that long list is um, is diverse and um, it thinks about, truly thinks about the skill sets that um, the board might need and how it might push itself to fill a gap in a way that's um, that's a little bit outside of the box of how it, it might normally be filled. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think there's scope there for the company secretary to help with that almost rebalancing of the board to fit the mm-hmm. modern agenda? 
I, I like the way you've positioned that, Rachel, because it's so <laughs> easy for a nominations committee to define as it's always been, because that's mm. what we used to. That's how we churned out the last six non-exempt positions we've done over the last 10 years. And we've just reiterated the same stuff. You know, we're not going to bring diversity of thought unless we're prepared to be brave and mm. we're prepared to think outside the box. And let's assume most people, and I think it's a fair assumption, don't like change. Mm. Therefore, it is really critical that the nominations committee, often led by the senior independent director and the company secretary particularly, to actually ready the board for change and understand the value of change, the refresh of change. Yes, some people might not like it. Yes, it's going to be a little difficult to begin with. But just think how much more powerful we'll be because the customer is mm. becoming part of our conversation and the customer's mm. never been part of our conversation. We, we've always talked about the regulator, not the customer. Mm. And we need to think differently. And I use that as an example because in a situation with a bank, they'd never had a female on the board and they'd never mm. had somebody who was not dyed in the wool in the industry. Mm. And now they did both in one person. Mm. That person was extremely competent. But what happened was the um, ability for the others to be um, inclusive, I was politically aware of the differences of the other person, to mm. be wise in recognizing their differences as a value, mm. just shunned the individual completely, absolutely yeah. cut them out. They couldn't bring their value. Now, that's not a bunch of wise owls. You know, that mm. really is a bunch of inept sheep, you know, because that's mm. one of the others or the, um, sorry, the innocent sheep and the inept donkey. You know, we've got those kind of characters that are suddenly not thinking about the implications of their nuanced behavior mm. that has such a powerful outcome to the individual who is not being included. Mm. And therefore, politically, as a team, we're falling apart because we mm. can't work together. And it's really important for the wise owl not only to help the person fit into the board without having to redesign their own DNA, they have to mm. stay authentic to themselves, but everybody else on the board, chair included, have to absorb that person's differences and diversity for their own learning. And mm. that's the change environment that we mm. find directors really, really struggle with and chairs can struggle with as well. Mm. And give it to financial director and a CEO, they're going to be asked questions they've never been asked before. And it's coming mm. from somebody who is different. Immediately, their defense mechanisms are up. So yes. there's a lot of internal um, awareness of behaviors and understanding of one another that really is so critical it needs to be done in the induction process and actually beforehand. You know, the, the chair needs to say to the board, we've, we've appointed somebody completely different. It's mm. for us to make that person welcome. Mm. And we need to welcome them because we brought them in for A, B, and C reasons. Mm -hmm. not for DEF, that they are not equal to us. That's mm. the whole point. So information, share that information, share the journey with the rest of the board. Otherwise, you are not using your ability to influence the people to accept change if you're just dumping a person in the middle of the, the pond and saying, good luck, swim. Mm. Um, 
That's unfair because yeah. everybody, the entire board will fail, not just the individual. Genius Board specialises in board evaluations from a behavioural perspective, addressing directly boardroom dynamics, therefore boardroom effectiveness. And you mentioned some of the other personalities in the boardroom, um, the donkey and the sheep, and I believe the, the fox as well. Could you tell us a little bit more about the political awareness model? Political awareness model has four quadrants, and you've just um, very competently mentioned them. Mm. We can't have a boardroom full of wise owls, as we'll all nod sagely at each other and nothing will happen. Mm. We equally don't want a whole bunch of foxes who are out for the the kill all the time, who are trying to drive Mm. the business, looking for opportunities, very politically savvy, navigating the icebergs out there and getting on and doing attainment of the goals and the strategy of the business. Mm. But if we had everybody sitting in that space, we'd have an absolute chaos on board. Um, you have the, the the donkey and the sheep, which you don't want too many of, but mm. sometimes you have the value of the innocent question. We often hear about the silly question, the stupid mm. question. There's no such thing as a stupid question. Mm. So the innocent sheep is, could potentially be somebody who's new on the board, knows nothing mm. about the organization, but actually in time will become a wise owl with very good business competencies and be sitting Mm. somewhere towards the middle of all three of those quadrants. Mm. Um, So people can journey through these different roles within a board, partly because of their DNA and partly because of their experience and their knowledge. Mm. And the importance is to get the most out of them at each of those stages. And one of the things we enjoy doing is meeting with somebody who has just joined a board and asking them, what was the thing that surprised you most, positively and negatively, when you walked into this boardroom? What worked Mm. for you? What surprised you? you And why? Why did Mm. it surprise you? What did you expect? And equally, that goes with an exit interview. Now that you don't have a political agenda to protect or a seat to preserve, what do you really think needs to be done Mm. on this board to be more effective? So you need to get people where they are outside of the political influence Mm. to be able to get some honesty. And it's picking your time to have these kind of conversations. Absolutely a role for a company secretary rather than a chairman. The company secretary is there to be politically wise and to work out how people are a mix of these roles and how to make the most of them. And and do you think that those kinds of models can help company secretaries to then deal with um, issues like perhaps um, if there's infighting in the board? Yes, I think it can be helpful. I mean, you could do two things. You can sit them all down and say, you're one of these four and you are one of these four and mm-hmm. good luck, get on with it. Uh, which can sometimes create a whole bunch of laughter and actually solve the problem. Uh-huh. Um, other times you might need to be a little more subtle and use more influence mm. and more uh, coaching, particularly if one of them is being biased in their thinking. Mm-hmm. And um, one of your biggest risks to effective decision-making is people are biased. They're biased mm-hmm. by money, their own agenda, previous experiences, 
And one of the biggest um, concerns that we all have in the risk assessment of decision making is what we call metacognitive bias. Uh And metacognitive bias means I don't believe I'm biased. So we are all human. We are biased. Mm. Let's just assume that. Yeah. And one of the things that we use as a model to help company secretaries um, to support the directors to be the most um, aware, politically aware of each other and of themselves is what we call seven business biases. Mm -hmm. How do we respond to... um, something that is an anchoring bias, it's something I've seen before. Mm. How do I respond to diversity, um, which is one of, it's the seventh set of biases which are outside of the bias codex. The other six fall within the, are summaries that have come out of the codex that we're most likely to see in business. For example, if something is given a positive slant, we're more likely to respond and not uh, challenge it as deeply as we should. And there's a, a couple of frameworks that company secretaries can use. Um, the seven bias model where you go through the 28 biases and mm. the diversity biases and actually ask the question, am I being influenced by it? There's another mm. model which is 12 questions. I ask myself, I ask the deliverer and I ask of the um, project whether I'm being biased in any way. And we have to tripwire ourselves and say, am I being influenced or is this right for me? And it's a very difficult process that we need to go through individually. And in a decision-making process of a board, we come back to the importance of the leadership from the chair Mm. to allow the conversations, but also to challenge with the question saying, are we being biased in whatever way? Mm. And pre a decision, there's a lot of value that the um, company secretary can bring by having pre-conversations to try and filter out people's biases before they mm. get to the board table. And the company secretary, being the wise owl, will invariably know where those biases are mm. and can address them quite innocently with the individuals to get the right outcome. And that is around positive engagement conversation with the individual so that they start thinking straight rather than influenced by a bias. And can and does that help then to um, overcome infighting? The infighting usually comes because I don't want to be wrong. Yeah. Is invariably what brings the infighting. Well, I feel vulnerable if somebody's right and I'm not 100% right. So a lot of what the wise all can bring is um, supporting a director to recognise there's no one right answer. There's mm-hmm. a blend of information that's going to give us what's best for the business and it's Mm. not about you or I being right it's about what's right for the company so the wise I can diffuse that I'm right you're wrong Mm. by bringing the middle road of the company into the equation um, and helping them see that their perspective is is either being influenced or is um, grandstanding which we do see a bit of both mm. of those things. So um, the political awareness model can definitely help the the wise I'll point out to individuals how their behavior is not conducive for the company. Mm. Invariably not done in a board meeting, invariably done outside of a mm. board meeting, prepared in advance if you expect it to happen, or post the meeting because the chair has decided that 
we need a bit more information. We're not going to make a decision now. Let's have a board call in three days' time. What's the best way to deal with um, groupthink, um, where everything's a bit too agreeable? It's it's quite funny. We talk about we need 100% consensus. We mm. need um, everyone to agree. We want collegiate boards, oh, but we don't want groupthink. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do we really know what we want? Yeah. Um, and it's finding the balance of those words um, and you do want collegiate. You do want to come to a decision, even if you haven't got 100% uh, consensus, because that is dangerous. Mm. And everyone seems to want that. Um, but the most important part of it is that you've got independence of mind, independence of thought in the process of getting to what you are all prepared to consider mm as the right answer, not acceptable, that is mm. the right answer. Now, you may get a 60-40, you may even get a Brexit difference of 52-48, mm. in which case, oh dear. Um, and that sometimes in that case might be worthy of giving it a bit of time and coming back to the conversation mm. if it's that close. But to have one or two dissenters to a um, decision and actively bringing in their independence of mind because they genuinely do feel that this is not the right decision for the organization. Don't force them into a box. Yeah. So the importance is to make the decision. And if you haven't got a 100% vote, but you've got a decent majority, mm. is use those individuals that didn't agree to be your risk antennae. For the mm. chair to regularly talk to that one or two others saying, how are you feeling now? Do you think we were right? Are there things that you think are emerging risks that are arising? How does your gut feel on this one? And constantly be giving them a space to have a role because they think differently doesn't mean they're, they're not valuable anymore. They're extremely mm. valuable. How do you mm. bring their perception of the ongoing evolution of the situation to the fore because you could get a lot of value. So the, here is the independent thought again that will totally put a spanner into groupthink because mm. they're coming from a different reference point and they're not standing there saying, I told you so. That is very immature. Yeah. What they are doing is saying, if we continue on this trajectory, we're going to come across this kind of a problem which is going to have a major impact on our customer delivery. But if we nuance it and we look at the product in this way, we're going to satisfy the regulator and the customer is going to buy into what we're doing mm. because they believe in our ethic. You know, those kind of conversations is the way the disagreeer to the project can actually win around a morphing of the outcome to actually the right thing using the independence of thought. What mm. you've got to look out for is a board always wants a spanner, somebody who's going to say, no, I disagree. And I disagree for these reasons, but I'm listening to you. Yeah. I still feel strongly enough on two of my points and I'm happy, pleased to have it minuted, but I will go with the group decision because mm. that is my role and I will support the group decision because that is my duty and responsibility to the board. But my risk antenna are jangling. They're out there mm -hmm. working and doing their job. And would you say it's the role of um, the chair as a wise owl there to ensure that everyone feels that they can say that and that to give them the opportunity to say it and like you said, have it minuted, even if um, the decision is taken contrary to that point of view. I think it's important to have it minuted because that will keep everybody's awareness um, mm. a little bit more razor sharp. 
If you've just literally ride, ridden roughshod over that individual, nothing is minuted, the entire board will be less mindful to any potential risks coming out of the decision mm. taken. And the most important thing in any decisions is to recognize when you need to alter a decision, nuance it, change it, reverse it, whatever it mm. might be. And you need to be mindful of that. So to absolutely shut down a contrary view is very destructive to the board's um, risk nuancing going forward because they just won't mm. see the risks of any nature, mm. least of all just that particular topic. And how do you think um, a company secretary can uh, build their resilience if they feel that things aren't going right, um, things are feeling bleak? Um, sometimes a company secretary needs a confidant, a friend, mm. and that might be their partner at home. It might be the dog. Uh, <laughs> it can be it can be a trained senior company secretary as a coach. Um, it preferably is not somebody within the business because mm. you because you are the holder of secrets, you can't start sharing them. Mm. So it is definitely somewhere where they need to be able to get out of that space and to be heard or to share or to learn or to bounce ideas to help them recognize they're not the first to be in that position and that there is a way out of it. Mm. And, you know, we all know when we ask somebody, how many times do I ask somebody, how do I fix it? Oh, no, hold on, I've worked out, I've worked out how to fix it. <laughs> because the minute you speak, your brain mm. engages in a different way. Mm. And by doing that, we give ourselves the power to listen to our own voice. Mm. So I do think it's important that to build resilience, invariably 10 deep breaths is not enough. Writing it down might not be enough. Actually talking to somebody that has the um, positioning that is safe for us to have that conversation with them. And mm. that's difficult. So you've got to be very careful who you do that with. And yeah. definitely not a senior or junior colleague or anybody no. within the organization. You need to go to somebody professional. Yes. And I'm not talking about a psychologist. I'm talking about another senior company secretary that you can trust to share their learnings to your benefit. Yes. And resilience is built through, last time I got through this, so I'm going to mm. get through this again. Mm -hmm. And that in itself is the resilience. I am able to cope. We talked a little bit about bias and director influences. Are those the sorts of tools that a company secretary might use to help the board see how their bias, um, yes. see what their biases are? People have biases, which um, we've created the seven business biases model, but we've also created the seven director influences. What are the things that influence us as directors? One of them is bias. Other mm. one is um, the way we respond to information, for example. It might be specific diversities. It might be the way we respond to the hierarchy. There are many different influences that will impact uh, different directors in different ways. You also have what we call the 10 quotients. Now, Kakabatsi mm. did the five um, leadership quotients. We've mm. complemented that to the 10 um, business uh, director capability quotients, which include the leadership ones, which are combining your softer and harder skills and bringing those to the board. And if you have a mix of those quotients, which might include digital or transformation or mm. moral or um, EQ, IQ, those are the kinds of things that make up your 10. 
And it's really uh, important. One of them, believe it or not, as we were talking a moment ago, is your resilience mm. quotient. Mm. And if you have a good mix of those uh, 10 quotients around the board, not within one individual, because you're asking for the impossible. Nobody's mm. going to be all balanced. It will be boring if we were. Mm. So it's important that as a collective that we have the ability to recognize what can influence us and as a collective work out what are the capability quotients we need to be able to deliver. If I'm not good at EQ, but you are, I'm mm. going to draw on yours while I draw on my own IQ, mm. as, as just as a simple example. And equally, to talk to each other saying, am I biased? What are the things mm. I tend to do? And they'll say, oh, you immediately jump on the bottom line uh, bandwagon. You just want mm. to know what the numbers are. And somebody will turn around and say, but you always ask about the people. We know that. And they'll look at you incredulously saying, really, do I? <laughs> um, and so I think you can use your bias models, your influence models and your quotient models, as well as the picking up the different tripwires, the questions you will ask as a result of these things that will get in your way of being logical. So do you think the company secretary is um, the only wise owl on the board? I think you've mentioned the chair in that role. Um, is there anybody else that would be in that role? I'd love to see three wise owls mm. in amongst them at least. Mm. Um, and they usually fit into the roles appropriately. Company secretary, we'd love to see as many chairs with the wise owl capability mm. and senior independent director. Those mm -hmm. are your three typical wise owl roles. And when worked in combination with each other's different abilities to approach being a wise owl, you get a very strong, um, you were talking about balance on the board. We were talking mm. about then the capabilities of the individuals to deliver balance. But the other aspect is balancing the ups and downs, the emotions, the mistakes, the um, positive and negative energies can equally be appropriately balanced by having the right degree of wise owl in the room. You don't want a board director to come out of a board meeting extremely frustrated. The mm. lack of wise owl in that board meeting will result in nobody listening, wrong mm. decisions being taken, not debating and making the right uh, journey on decisions. All those things are what will go wrong and will frustrate so many directors, but they don't have a voice to be able to allow the board to learn that that is not effective. Would you agree that a lot of these factors um, correlate to the um, the idea of the value of diversity of thought on the board, that um, if we think differently, if we recognise how we see things differently, our decision-making will be more effective? Oh, I think so, absolutely. Um, if we recognise diversity, the first thing we're going to do is open our ears. Mm. We're going to absorb, we're going to listen, we're going to analyse, we're going to assess the additional information we would never otherwise have got. Mm. So it's bringing the new modern agenda to the conversation and allowing others to say, but I can bring my wisdom, they can bring the, the new world expectations to the conversation, mm. and we both respect each other. Mm. That is the part that you want to get boards to. Well, it's been a very interesting conversation overall on how understanding those personalities that, that mm -hmm. are at play can help you navigate the politics 
in the boardroom and 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 the way that they can bring extremes such as infighting or groupthink and sort of bring everything back to the middle um so that we can have effective decision making so um thank you very much for your insights thanks let's hope that there are a lot more wise owls being evolved in boardrooms yes let's hope so thank you thanks rachel engage governance look out for more podcasts coming soon We would like to thank our sponsors and experts for supporting the launch of the Engage Governance podcast series. To access more podcasts and other useful governance tools like our guidance notes, blogs and articles, please visit www.cgi.org.uk.